good afternoon, beautiful family. Welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy, and thank you for joining the family today. You have joined a great family of people who are trying to change their bad thoughts, transform bad thoughts into good ones, to heal toxic thoughts and negative thoughts and destructive thoughts. It is possible to heal your thoughts. It is possible to transform your thoughts. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, Unless you have some severe mental damage or some issue that is medical or clinical, then you need to know that you have the power to change your thoughts. And oftentimes when I'm talking about this, I try to get people to have this mental picture of a television, that your mind is just like a television. And we use our televisions to watch different things. On a television, you can change the channel. You can choose what you're going to watch. You may want to watch football. If you don't want to watch football, you can change the channel and you can watch a crime show. If you don't want to watch that crime show, you can watch another movie, a romance movie, whatever. But you get to change the channel. And our minds are the same way. Your conscious mind can change the channel. If you're having bad thoughts, thoughts that are destructive, thoughts that tell you to do things that will hurt you and hurt others, thoughts that are not allowing you and inhibiting you to be productive, thoughts that have make you feel bad, guess what? You don't have to have them. You are able to change the channel. Your conscious mind is just like a remote control. You can press the stop button, you can press the rewind button, you can press the fast forward button, you can press the pause button, you you, you are the play button. You have to choose what you're going to think of. And so I want to encourage you to find some good things to think about. Maybe it's a good memory you had. Maybe it's something you want to do and it inspires you to work harder or to, to save money or it's something that you really want to do. And I want you to meditate on those good thoughts. Maybe it's a special memory when you gave birth or when you're a man and you watch your child come to this world, uh, when you got married or when you uh, looked at your bank account and maybe you met a goal, you saved a certain amount of money. Maybe it was when you were just relaxing. You were just taking a walk on the beach. You were just at home reading a book. Whatever it is, you have to have a bank of good thoughts that you can withdraw from and pull from when those bad thoughts pop up. And here's the thing, we don't control when bad thoughts pop up, but we do control if we're going to let them stay amplified in our mind, if we're going to let them play out in our mind. But whatever the reason, the human brain will, some kind of way, sometimes we'll have these flashbacks, we'll have these commercials, so to speak, that we didn't necessarily expect. And you know now you can fast forward a commercial on some channels. You have to learn that you don't have to let that commercial or that bad moment play out in your mind. You don't have to let it stay there. The only time you should allow yourself to remember something that was painful, something maybe that was negative, if you're able to think about it and find a lesson from it. Because there is a purpose in that. If you're able to look back and let a flashback play in your mind, but you're able to take the lesson from it, 
or you're able to look at that bad, remember that bad experiences and then count your blessings and realize that it could have been worse, then do it. But if those bad thoughts cause you to be crippled where you don't want mentally crippled or you just or even it can lead to this sort of physical paralysis where you don't want to go out the house and you don't want to do certain things because you allow those negative thoughts to dominate and control you and you don't have to be a slave to them and that's what I want to say um, to you who is listening it's so critical in order to stop this and it's a process it's not something you just say okay I got it now no this is something we have to work on every day because every day we're having different experiences and all of those experiences are not necessarily pleasant and that's life God does not change life he changes us so because we don't have this just only pleasant experiences we do have bad thoughts and there's a part of our humanity that wants to respond in a way that is very primal and it may not be the best way but we're different from animals we are able to sort through our thoughts we're able to use logic and reason we're able to heal our thoughts unlike animals we have the ability to not give in to a negative emotion to some kind of impulse and act on every carnal desire that comes to our mind we have that ability but what helps us is with this is what i've talked about if you're new to the show i'm going to say something maybe you haven't heard of but if you're not new to the show i'm going to sound like i have a broken record i'm going to repeat myself you have to put in good things in order for good to come out you have to put it in you just like if you put um, water in a cup only water could come out of that cup if you put orange juice in a cup only orange juice would come out if you put coffee in a cup only coffee would come out you see where i'm going you are the same way we are the same way we have to put good things in us in order for good things to come out it is imperative that every day of your life that you are listening to something that is good something that is positive something that is building something that helps you every day you put it in by what you listen to by what you watch by what you read reading is critical by whom you are around this is so critical i heard someone say years and years ago that people are like elevators they will either take you up or they will take you down and that is so true there are some people that i love dearly but i'm not going to spend a lot of time talking to them because they're just so negative i just can't do it love them pray for them hope the best for them but i have to guard my mind i have to because i want to remain sane and i want to have the best life i can possibly have and so yes i pray and i i try to work with them if they you know if they come to my in my space but the reality is I'm not going to just let someone treat me like a garbage disposal and just pour in a whole bunch of negative stuff. And I'm I'm sorry, I just can't do that. And I, and you should not accept that either. You are not a garbage disposal. You're not a garbage can where people can just throw stuff in you. And so that stuff is in you and this is why you have to guard your mind. Love people, 
try to work with people. We ought to have long-suffering. We ought to have forgiveness. We ought to pray for people. But some people are not trying to work through their issues. And for people who don't try to work through their issues, you got to not give them VIP status. They've got to be in the balcony. You can't give, you can't let them sit on the front row. They got, you know, they got, you You just can't. They got to sit in the back seat or farther than that because that is going to affect you. If you take a clean pair of garden gloves and you put those gloves in dirt, what do you think will happen to those garden gloves? They're going to get dirty. We're like that. If you're around people who are always negative and they're toxic, they're looking to do things that aren't productive, they are um, vexatious, they're short-tempered, if you're around that all the time, it is going to impact you. And again, I want to emphasize this. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to talk about them. You don't have to be unforgiving. You can love them. And then sometimes there's people that we love very dearly. But you have to guard your mind and your heart. So I hope that blesses you. I'm getting ready to jump right into the topic. This is my second episode. My first episode after I thought about it. I said, okay, I'm going to change some of my my language. But there's a story in the news that you might have heard about. I started my morning off with my morning devotional. And then I got a little distracted. I started watching this video with the attorney Benjamin Crump and the victim of um, a heinous, heinous, heinous crime. This is a crime. It's right out of my home state, Florida. An elderly woman, 70 years old, goes to make a deposit into an ATM machine at a bank, mid-Florida bank. And some kind of way, when she goes to check to see if the deposit went through, it wasn't there. So she did what most people would do. She went back to the bank and tried to figure out what happened. She had a receipt that she had made the $600 cash deposit. And her whole thing was she's trying to pay her mortgage. Now, what got me was $600 is a lot of money. I don't care what time it is, what day it is, what year it was. $600 is significant. And I know if I didn't see $50 that I deposited, I would call the bank. I have done that too. So I felt her. So she goes to the bank and they tell her, According to this report, and I'm going to drop the link to the YouTube channel, to the YouTube video where Benjamin Crump and some of the lawyers, and she is there, and they share the story, which is very, very painful to hear and to watch. I, I lost it. I really did. Just I could not control the emotions, but it's painful. But I'm going to put that YouTube, that um, link there, and you get more of the details. But apparently, she kept going back to the bank. And then at some point, she wasn't getting resolution. So she sort of, you know, made a stand like, look, I'm not leaving. I need my money. I have to pay my mortgage. Now, mind you, she's a retired teacher. You know she is special to my heart now. Retired teacher, 70 years old, has an elderly husband who is a veteran and who is struggling with cancer. She's got all this on her, and all she's trying to do is the right thing, and that is pay her mortgage so she can have a place to stay. They know, and according to the video, and you'll see it for yourself, they knew that she made the deposit. They said that the engineer of the ATM had the $600 cash. They acknowledged that. They knew she did it, but they just wouldn't credit her account. And when she took a stand, this is where it becomes evil. That's what I'm going to talk about today. The price that they must pay. And the they is whoever whoever out in this universe 
has hurt people simply because their skin is darker, there's a price they're going to have to pay. And I'm going to talk about that later. But my point is that they knew they owed her the money. Somebody called the police on this lady. You guys, they called the police on a 70-year-old woman. And this is where it gets evil. They used the word gun. Now, you call the police on somebody and you tell the police that the person has a gun, then you know what the police are going to do. Because even if you don't have a gun, you could be killed by them and you're black. They call the police, said gun, they get there and they're interrogating her and she keeps saying, well, I don't have a gun. I don't own a gun. I don't believe in guns. She was confused. Supposedly, allegedly, she was so belligerent. She was so out of control. Guess what they did? It gets worse. They arrested this 70-year-old woman with white hair, retired teacher, grandmother, elderly husband that she's trying to care for. And all she wanted to do was to pay her mortgage. And then it gets worse. They arrest her. She's injured. I think her nose was scraped or bruised or something fractured or something like that. And it gets worse. Oh, it gets worse. It's sickening. They strip her naked and said she was on so-called suicide watch because she was so belligerent and she was so out of control. And she is stripped naked and she's put into one of these cells, I guess, where you're isolated. And the filth there, the vermin, the filth on the floors and she's naked and on the floor naked 70 years old never been in trouble a day in her life with the law all because somebody at the bank decided and they're saying it's banking while black that she and i marvel at this i don't you can't even justify this 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 is a case of you have darker skin and we don't like you but it's deeper than that what i'm starting to realize is that Some of these issues are about power. When she took a stand and said, no, you're going to give me my $600, and I know she earned that $600 if she was a teacher, that's when the issue then became an issue because what people want you to do is they want you to surrender to their control. And when they don't have power over you, then you become a bad guy. You become, something's going on with you. Trust and believe. It doesn't matter because they're treating you as a subordinate. They don't see you as an equal human being because if they did, they wouldn't need to have power over you. I'm telling you, the issues with power can get really cause a lot of different problems, and they have. They are the cause of a lot of sick problems. You know, when I saw this story, I I cannot detach myself from any story like this because the first person I think of is my own mother having endured this and my mother I won't get into it but she had something similar kind of happened to her different place but kind of similar situation and then you think about I have great aunts I'm thinking about any elderly person it could have been me it could have been my child it could have just been anybody and this is all because someone decided that they weren't going to help her because she wasn't worthy of help. And Crump, the lawyer on this case, and there's a team of lawyers that's going to be working with this with Mrs. Stevens, um, 
he said something very interesting. He said, if this was somebody else's mom, it wouldn't have happened. And I believe that. You guys, I I, 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 I just, this hurts so badly and we have to come together. We, we got to talk about this. I'm titling this episode, The Price They Must Pay. The price that must be paid. It must be paid. When things happen and they're so much bigger than we are as humans, we must collectively come together collectively come together and use our spiritual power because sometimes that's all we have we must come together and we must pray to the most high God the one who made the sun and the planets and the moon and the stars and we must pray for justice for how we have been treated because he made our skin darker God did not create the state of the world Man did. Human beings did. God gives us free will. And men choose, and sometimes women choose, to not live in the way that would create peace and create beauty and and create goodness. And so even though we've made progress, as people with dark skin, there there has been progress made and laws have been changed on paper to make sure that people don't face racial discrimination and racial oppression and racial violence, but these things still happen. Because while you can change laws on paper, you cannot change a person's heart or mind. And the issue with racism and violence and discrimination, those issues are really spiritual. I keep going back to the spiritual because we're not, this is why we're not solving the problem, because these are spiritual issues. When people have evil thoughts in their minds, for whatever the reason, the only way their thoughts can be changed is through healing. And it's a spiritual healing when you hate people just because their skin is darker. And this is, this is something that we're going to have to come together and say, look, we draw a line in the sand enough is enough there's a price that has to be paid black people were taken were kidnapped from their homelands they were kidnapped 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 and brought to this country stolen from their country and brought to this country and since we have gotten here we have been abused we have been misused we have been oppressed healed, raped, discriminated against. We've had things stolen from us so much, so much negativity. And it is now time that we begin to, it's okay to march. I I get it. You know, you want to march, you want to protest. We've changed the laws on paper, but you're not changing hearts. This is because we have to now deal with this spiritually. And it can't be just one person praying. It needs to be Everybody who is listening to this, we got to start praying for justice. Now, I'm not praying for how God brings forth that justice. I'm not praying the how. I'm just praying for it. God, Heavenly Father, we have suffered long. We have endured enough because you made our beautiful brown skin the way it is. And some people have an issue with it. And we have to begin to pray for God to move in a way 
where justice prevails. If he wants us, if it's financial, if it's extra healing, whatever, how he does, but something has to give. This has to stop. The people who um, call the police on Mrs. Stevens, this black woman in Florida, they're probably going to be fired. I understand that somebody from the bank did contact her eventually, probably someone who had a higher position or more authority, and they tried to reconcile it by offering her like a gift card and a flower, and they said they, I think they said they would pay her rent, her mortgage, and this is on the video, I didn't finish watching the video. So they tried to do something, but it's not enough. Being, can you imagine being detained for just, you know, an hour? She was in this prison cell with no family contact. She was not allowed to contact anybody in her family, but naked for a day and a half in a holding cell, isolation, and it's filthy, and she's 70 years old, and she's never been in trouble with the law. Y'all, I could shed a tear right now. I could let go right now. This has to stop. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we have to begin to pray, you guys, collectively. We have to also come together and have a sense of racial loyalty and pride without, without hatred for anybody else. And in fact, we really have to stop talking about other people. We have to begin to talk about ourselves and elevate ourselves. Because this evil that we call racism or bias or bigotry or prejudice, it is real. Now, again, I don't believe in hatred. I don't believe we have to become the monsters that we see other people are. And that does happen, too. Sometimes people get on the deep end, on the very you know extreme end of this. But we have to begin to come together with a sense of racial pride and loyalty. Again, I want to emphasize without hatred or talking about other people, because that's not going to solve anything. When you start talking about all the offenses that other people did, you're really creating more business uh, bitterness. What we need to do is talk about our beautiful history of creating, of being intelligent, of being strong. You know, when I think about the people, and let me go back. First of all, we got to acknowledge that we had civilizations of brown people, people of my complexion and yours, that were had advanced civilizations. And those advanced civilizations are still being studied today, and they don't know how they did it. They, they came in and stole some of our legacy. And they, they're still trying to figure out how the pyramids were built. Timbuktu, Timbuktu was a real place where there were advances in medicine, where people were scholars and they were learned and all of these things. And yet that history you would never find in any book. I have not, I've been teaching for 30 years and I have not seen any of that in a book anywhere. Yes, I have. I think many years ago, one of the lit books, they had something, but it wasn't enough. And so what we have to do is we have to take responsibility for our lives. And we have to try to learn from this painful past. And if we teach our history as victims only, then we can never really reclaim our power. And so you have to be mindful of how we teach it and what we say to our children. You know, when I was, when my daughter was growing up, I wanted her, I had, well, let me back up. I had a very interesting 
experience myself. Here I am, a brown girl in a predominantly non-black environment, and I'm bused to a non-black elementary school. Back, I was one part of one of the first groups of children to be to integrate this particular elementary school, and I can't say my experiences were necessarily bad. Um, and I w- I'm going to talk about that later through my memoir. I'm writing a memoir about my my experiences as a student and as a teacher. And so I can't say those experiences were bad. Fast forward, I'm also buzzed to a high school that is almost an hour away. And those experiences changed me. But I did not get any history about people that look like me. And so my mother, for whatever the reason, no criticism against her, but she really didn't talk about history and racial pride and all of those things. But then I was blessed to attend Clark College, which is now Clark Atlanta University, a historically black college. And I learn about myself. I, I start to learn little things and it changes me. It opens my eyes. I had this awakening that I was a part of a people that were not weak, but they were strong, that they were not dumb, but they were intelligent, highly intelligent, that they were creative, um, they were resilient, all these wonderful things. And so when I gave birth to a child in my mid-20s, I decided that I was going to teach her what I didn't learn. And I'm so happy to, to know that she knows her history. She knows who she is. She's stronger than I've ever been. And she is very proud of who she is. And I, I, and I don't think that she, I raised her in a way to have bitterness towards any other race of people Um, But she knows who she is, and she has pride in who she is. And we have to teach this to our young people, again, without becoming monsters ourselves. Because I've seen that happen, too, where you got groups of people, and now they're extremists. And we don't need to have that because that is not helping us. But going back to this case of this woman, this elderly woman, Mrs. Stevens, and um, Mid-Florida Bank, we, Mid-Florida Credit Union, you guys, we have to begin to tap into our spiritual power. Some issues are so much bigger than we are. They're so heavy with so many nuances. There's so many things. And we just have to begin to cry out to the Most High God that a price must be paid, that justice must prevail for us as a people. And if you do it and I do it and thousands and millions of people do it, we are going to see a change. There's one thing, I understand that nobody is perfect. I'm one of those people, I'll be the first to admit, I am so far from from being perfect. I've made mistakes. I've had the wrong thoughts. I have had the bad attitude. I've had all that. And I get that there are people who they grow up in a home where they're taught hatred, where they're taught to look at people who would dark skin differently. And I get that. But there has to be a point when they have to try to work on not having those thoughts. And see, this is the thing. Black people, white people, Hispanic people, whatever people you want, we all are human. So everybody has made mistakes and has done things, but no one race of people has cornered the market on evil. But if you looked at TV, and I don't have cable, and I don't have regular TV even, I get a lot of my programming through streaming, even through there, even through social media, you can see that they depict the people who control the media, the network is what we call them in the house, the network, they depict us in a negative way. 
And so think about it. If you're born from the time you're born, you're inundated with all these negative images. And sometimes it's overt. Sometimes it's very subtle. And it's very negative of black people. You begin to believe that black people are some kind of way worse. They have less character, less morals. Because, and that's intentional. And see, we have to rebel against that. Again, we got to use our spiritual power to pray against that. When I see certain shows that are produced, and I, like, for example, um, Lovecraft Company, Country, I read the book, and I was shocked when I tried to watch the show, and the people who created the show, Lovecraft Country, they put in some sexual perversion that does not even exist in the book. It's not even in the book. But they put it there intentionally to depict us in this negative way. And so what you have to do is you have to pray against that. You have to you have to really attack that spiritually because it's deep, it's spiritual. That was so unnecessary. I see the light on. Again, you guys, I'm going to put the link to this YouTube um, um, video of the news story about this elderly woman on the bank in Florida. You guys, I may have to do a part two of this. The red light is on. I want you all to know that this can end, and there's many layers to it, but it can end. God bless you. Peace and abundant blessings to you and your family. I'm Sheree Hardy, and this is Bad Thought Therapy.